All right, and welcome back to another episode of ALTs in Japan. Cameron? Alex? What's up? The long sigh of, can this school well, year just end, please? Even though I've only been working in this job for six months. It's really not that bad. No, it's, it's been going not. Good. It's not bad at it's, all. It, it's fun. Um, I think people that don't like this job generally usually, shouldn't be teaching. Yeah, like for you should do this job because you like to teach first and foremost, and and then you should, but you should also really like Japan and Japanese. So, like if you have those two under your belt, you you do want to kind of teach, and you also do want to learn Japanese and or are fascinated by Japanese culture, whether it's anime and pop culture or uh traditional culture or whatever well regardless of what aspect of japanese culture it's just if you want to immerse yourself in the the local day-to-day life yeah which is something i certainly enjoy because i've mentioned this to you uh and some of our other friends Mm -hmm. from time to time is that i generally don't like being a tourist so wherever i go i like to kind of just sit down Watch the world go by, and kind of integrate into the local uh, the local culture and all that stuff. That'd be hard for us to do as uh, oh Asians, yeah, you, right? you stand out like a out. like a sore thumb here. But uh, especially with the people around you, uh, especially in your local area where you're living, uh, becomes mm-hmm. a bit of a less of an issue there because they're like, oh, uh, this person is here. So then this is what I want to touch on. 80s, 90s Japan. When your typical Caucasian um, man in his like, you know, 20s to 40s to even possibly 50s came to Japan to teach English, um, they were treated as like a superstar. And there's this comic book called Charisma Man. And it chronicles the story of Basically, a like really skinny, nerdy uh, guy with like glasses, with like pimples, who's now very popular in America. But then he comes to Japan, mind you, this is 80s, 90s, not current Japan. Uh, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden, he's seen as like uh, perfect blonde hair, blue eyes, muscular, chiseled, the Superman look, right? Like mm-hmm. he becomes Superman, he becomes Charisma Man. And it's like all the Japanese ladies fawn over him. All the Japanese guys want to be like him. And there's skits within the comic book that kind of makes really funny remarks to just the way... I think this was actually happening in the 80s or 90s because there's no, like, social media yet or anything. And his one weakness, this guy's kryptonite, was called Western Woman. So she, she's basically like uh, the, a, a blonde lady from America and she would just see through him. She'll be like, oh, and the minute she sees him, all of a sudden he, he, he doesn't look like Superman, but he becomes like the, the nerd with the glasses, with all the problems and everything. And this is a really big popular comic book that was published like in the 90s or 2000s. Uh, I wonder, is that relevant now? Oh, hell yes. Still? Yeah, definitely. Because ultimately, while I would say Japan is one of the most Western-like Asian countries, it is still 
very much not Western, if you can yeah. understand the duality of my uh, explanation so far. <laughs> That's the most Western Asian country, but it's not Western. <laughs> oh, it's because within the confines of Asia, yeah. it, it is. But when you mm. compare it to a Western country, it's not. I agree, yeah. So it's a case of that. Uh, and this goes back uh, through my own experiences doing exchange programs and the like. So you're interesting simply because you're different. Yes. And especially perhaps being older, you become a little bit more, well, you know, a little bit more, but you certainly are getting more set in your ways mm -hmm. and less likely to change who you are. Mm -hmm. just because you're somewhere different but so because... we're not like hunter or julian who come in and want to dress the j-pop look they dress the j-pop look i don't know but they, they kind of go more trendy like leather jackets super skinny jeans kind of more well, that... like anime t-shirts more like you that know that can just be a personal preference like Maybe. i yeah i don't go for that style personally because i never did uh, mm. Yay for being a '90s kid! There you go. <laughs> same, same, same boat here. Too, well, I mean, I never say never. We can always oh, change. you can know you can change, but yeah. uh, it certainly uh, influences your line of thinking a little, mm -hmm. especially in terms of fashion. And if anything, actually, uh, just quickly touching on fashion here, I'd say it is almost like a throwback to like some like the mid 90s early 2000s there's a lot more of a a baggy clothes look around here going on baggy jeans yeah yeah which is like okay yeah you yeah. don't really see skinny jeans here well it's a case of you do but not that often it's almost like there's a japanese fashion trend going on at the same time while there's a western fashion trend going on yeah, there's definitely a lot of trends happening. But, but uh, so coming back to yeah. this, you feel like it's still relevant because yes. you're so different. And as long as you Yeah, I'll say if you don't integrate entirely but continue to stand out, you will continue to be some form of interest to mm -hmm. people in general because about oh well you're different and maybe it's a case of people being older they might be a bit more interested in your opinion but that's going to come down to the individual more than uh being a rule and how do you think that would affect you if you continue living longer and longer in japan uh let's would you, see would you but, uh, try to incorporate yourself more to japanese culture well to you're going to less. learn more of the cultural aspects the longer you're here and mm. once you start to pick up on the finer details of the language as well i think you would really start to integrate even more mm -hmm. because there's a lot of subtle inflections in the language and i don't even think well i definitely don't even know half of them but uh just uh just like how you would say certain things like yeah. uh oh you look like shit today buddy you'd be like oh uh, didn't 
when like someone looks tired, you wouldn't say that. You just go like, "Oh, you, you didn't sleep last night." Mm-hmm. I there's this weird case of like there's a time to be direct and there's a time to be vague and aloof. And just well, I think Japanese people are pretty direct about being fat. This hasn't happened to me, but I know they are. This is the one thing they're super direct about, right? Yeah, well, the amount of uh, overweight uh, Japanese people I've seen since arriving here, I can count in one hand. Yeah, you never see them. But that's the one thing that I'm 100% sure they are direct about if you're fat oh even but, um that's about it even then that's probably one of the more direct things or maybe if you're loud i maybe wouldn't if you're loud. say or even if you're loud they'll just give you a dirty look yeah kind uh, of like implying shut up if you're overweight then i think they would just uh tell you they wouldn't tell you they would they would Oh, it's kind of, like, I suppose, the equivalent to being called uh, the big guy. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, big guy. it's not subtle, but mm-hmm. not just outright saying you're fat. Yeah. So, yeah, it's... They do tend to lean more to suggesting things rather than saying things outright, though. That's just uh, built into the That's the culture. Yeah, the the whole Japanese culture is kind of not telling you anything directly, holding back. Or even with uh, a drinking party, a nomikai. Or even in simple things of like... Asking where the train station is. You don't say, where's the train station? Not in natural spoken Japanese. You'd say, I'd like to go to the train station, but dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's pretty like, much what you say. It's kind of like saying, but sorry to kind of bother you. But that's why you end your sentences with but all the time. It's kind of like, uh, can you do this for me? But I know I may be imposing. Yeah, so there is this... Uh, it, it's very polite how the language is spoken here. So, yeah, but getting back to the original point, which I think we've digressed from a little yeah. bit again, it, I think it's just because you're different that uh, there's going to be that uh, new level of interest. Now, with, depending on some people, that, that interest will wane uh, relatively quickly, especially in our situations working in schools like the... You're the new AT, ALT, you rock up and they're like, oh, cool, it's this person. Most mm. of them will be like, oh, cool, whatever. This person's hanging around, not going anywhere after maybe a first month. But then there'll be those that uh, just enjoy talking to you mm-hmm. because you're different, because uh, maybe you don't behave quite like the uh, rest of the teachers in your school. Mm. So it's fun, it's entertaining. Yeah, well, that's uh, at least one third of our job is uh, dance monkey dance. Yeah, that's, but uh, I feel, I've got I still one feel like the eighties, nineties comic book is a little bit more intense. It's kind of like, oh, that's always godlike. It's like godlike. And well, the that's, funny thing with uh, this comic book—that's 
manga and all that stuff for you it's yeah. going to be but this is not manga this is a comic book it's western comic style okay. drawn so it's drawn like a comic book like a western comic book yeah but like that's spider-man gonna have, batman that's gonna have the uh the yeah. larger than life element to it even uh and... even manga with uh similar types of stories they're always uh just doing that extra bit to make it uh make it stand out make it a bit more appealing yeah. Yeah, like make it stand out more. But the idea is that um, his job is also he's a teacher, English. And it's like nothing spectacular, but he's treated godlike in Japan to the point that he thinks his job is like he's an astronaut or like he he feels so up high on a pedestal. Like, oh, I would say this uh, character has delusions of grandeur. Yeah, but this is this is again eighties nineties. So I think it it probably was like this back then because well, I, there was no social well, I think media what they would be doing is going for the uh kind of like it was like this, like it was yeah being like seen like a an astronaut when you're just this uh when you, you're not doing anything that yeah. uh that special that stand out. Yeah. So yeah, it's still still a still a comic book to check out. I think it's pr- pretty funny, pretty weird. Um, called Charisma, Charisma Man. That's um, usually worth checking out. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's probably hard to find though. I think you can only buy it on Amazon, or maybe you could find a PDF downloadable book, possibly. Oh, it's probably available through. Uh, if you can find the publisher for it, you might be able to. Uh, go through a portal of theirs to get a digital version but it leads to something even more interesting so the same person that told me taught me about charisma man and asked me my thoughts on it they also told me about nova nova is a also english teaching dispatch company akin similar to eon uh, mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a, a Kaiwa. It's kind of a conversation English school. But in that school, in the Nova school, a lot of the foreign teachers would get together and have sex with their students. No, oh, dear. And, and then it, it went to the point that they even married them. But but this is a Kaiwa. So so yeah, people, so it's please adult, understand adult class these are man. these are students that are like twenty plus years old. These are not like underage students. These are students that are twenty plus years old. And this is why Nova fell under because there's a lot of this weird drama happening underneath yeah, the surface. I can't imagine that would help your case unless you were yeah. deliberately trying to be a uh international dating company well the idea was it's eon you're you're trying to just teach english to adults or college students who just want to cram a little bit more english practice in yeah but somehow these english teachers were finding ways to sleep with their students and it became like a headline apparently and nova went under because of that oh yeah but this was like during the 90s again this was all during charisma man <laughs> oh look the, the 90s the in particular man, were yeah. a weird time yeah. mm. as uh certainly looking back on that period of time i can uh i think that's a fair comment to make <laughs> what was 80s japan even like well that was uh during the economic boom so 
pretty much everyone was loaded at that point. Everyone was happy, right? I, isn't that oh, when uh, Japan was deemed? So I think eighties so, and nineties Japan is when Japan was the tech marvel. Sony was coming out with amazing speakers. PlayStation started coming out like in the nineties. Uh, then you had flip phones, the flip cell phones that yes. already so, had video games. During on them. the eighties, that was when, well, Japan was just in its peak in terms of uh, economy. Mm-hmm. And the 90s, uh, not so much. I think it was early, definitely by mid-90s, but maybe someone in the early 90s, uh, basically, they they hit the thing of, uh, well, we can't keep spending money forever by mm. unless you uh, do a lot of investment into keeping uh, various companies going, keeping... Uh, various infrastructure projects going and like there's so much you can do like i'm not the right person to talk about anything <laughs> like this but well the end result is japan's uh still kind of on an economic downturn and they got a lot of things they still need to resolve beyond that so well. the 80s was an economic boom due oh yeah to crazy. emerging technologies or just uh, strong manufacturing well. base uh mm strong everything at the time Hmm. yeah a lot of people seem to love 80s japan for that kind of old school japanese anime look which i actually like uh, 80s 90s anime is the only anime look i like there's a lot of uh nostalgia with from within japan and outside japan for that uh, period of time here Mm -hmm. wow Uh, i'd certainly agree the modern anime character design yeah, well, it's like so many things. It's gotten a bit homogenous that uh, that uh, I kind of prefer the older stuff where it had that bit of a rougher look, or people were trying. I love that rough things. look. It feels like so stenciled and just better. Well, I but think a lot of that was you love what you were born with. Was, right? It was yeah. hand drawn a bit more, but uh, mm-hmm. I think there was uh, more more of a. Uh, explorative phase as well and going like, well, I'm going to do this thing. And if you actually kind of line them all up, especially like uh, the most popular shows from like any, uh, especially from every couple of years, you can kind of see how the design has evolved over the, uh, throughout uh, anime and manga's uh, history. You can see how uh, things have changed. Hmm. Uh, so you mentioned that it was hand drawn before. Is it not hand drawn now? Um, maybe the some of it is, but not. As I, I know much. they do computer graphics. I, Wait, I, I know that, but I you probably find that, that you could argue it is hand drawn, but it's hand drawn through the likes of a uh, Wacom or Wacom. Sorry, uh-huh. uh, like a so, digital drawing pad. Yeah, so basically, it's going direct to digital, which makes more sense to me personally Mm. but uh there's going to be especially i would say maybe for the older uh mangakas out there they uh they're probably using traditional methods and digitizing it somewhere along the line when was the last year you were in japan what was the early i'm sorry what was the earliest year you were uh so the first time i came to japan was in 2005 
2005, I don't know if you still remember, but what are the differences with 2005 Japan versus this current Japan? Well, Akihabara has changed a lot. To that's low, it's low hanging fruit, but uh, well, there was a lot more technology there. What do you mean more technology? Well, nowadays, again, this is really low hanging fruit. Was that now it's just made okay. cafes essentially? Yeah. Okay. Back then, like if you wanted technology, you went to Akihabara. Mm-hmm. And what would you see? Like, TV, like more TVs, speakers. Pretty much imagine, well, to make things simple, imagine everything that Sony sells and then expands that line to multiple brands. Like Panasonic. Uh, yeah. So, like uh, Sharp. My yeah, so, kind of Sharp. at the moment, you really all you have there is maybe a few of the, uh, the arcades that have been taken over by, uh, was it Gigo? And. You've got uh, maybe a few computer stores, but... Like Yodobashi? Yeah, it's kind of like... Oh, not Yodobashi. There's a few like dedicated computer stores around there, which... Uh... There's also retro game stores that sell only retro video games. Yeah, even the retro stuff, I would say... I don't remember them from the first time I was there, but I don't recall noticing them, but... Mm-hmm. Again, this this was uh, quite a while ago, but there was just more electronic stores, and you would yeah, there was really a, just a lot more. It's uh, not the same as what it used to be. It was much better before. I preferred it then, but this is also going back to like uh, I was fifteen at the time. So oh yeah, when you're fifteen, you see Akihabara. So even then, like the, the entire city of Tokyo somehow seems a lot smaller to me now like, yeah it's just, it's a from, huge from, eyes, from the eyes of a 15 year old you know oh, during that time mind, uh, like, the only city i'd really seen before then was my my home city of melbourne mm. and after getting to tokyo i was like oh melbourne is tiny mm. and yeah it is it is a tiny city is it yeah is, well i think you've got almost more people in tokyo than the entirety of australia really fun fact i didn't even know that i wanted to go to Mel- I, wa- I was planning on going to melbourne or sydney i don't know when but i i want to go to either melbourne or, or sydney i'm not sure which one yet oh if you've never been to australia i'd probably say uh sydney has more touristy things to do mm. but uh melbourne's better well, I'm obliged to say that as a Melbourneian. Mm. And that's what I tell all my students as well. Well, so, Melbourne has the better coffee culture. I know no, look, much, if, so you, if you're an avid coffee drinker, mm. Melbourne's where you've got to go. But for the amount of clowning on uh, Sydney that I do, it's honestly not a bad place. So coming back to this comparison... What do you prefer about Japan now versus back then? Oh, I like it that it's uh, just completely different. Oh, you like that it keeps changing and evolving? Well, it's not what I'm used to. It's uh, mm-hmm. just different in that regard. Oh, okay. Uh, so the difference never, just never bothered me. To me, it's just been, yeah, 
it's different. So let's go and uh, observe these differences. That's the most exciting part. Thrill of life. Oh, the thrill of life is being around different things. Well, the the only thing I took away from uh, my, what was it? My year 10 science class. Uh, Variety is the spice of life. Yes. And there's a reason why that's the only thing I remember from that class because, (laughs) well, I had a shit teacher. Bad grades. (laughs) Oh, no, I honestly had a shit teacher. One that Mm. uh, spoke at you rather than taught you. Mm. Well, I think uh, these days, I don't have anything to compare to because it's my first time in Japan, still my first year. Um, I can only compare it to Western cities. And from what I know, uh, it's just so much cleaner. I got to say, Japan is just so clean. It's insane. That's what I love about it. And it's so safe and polite. You just, you feel at ease when you walk around. Like you don't, like when you're in Los Angeles or New York, like every five minutes, you feel like th- there's somebody who might do something wrong or bad to you. So you get on edge pretty often. You never get on edge in Japan, even when you're in Tokyo. Yeah, in, I, in, it's... in America, it's like the minute you're on the train, every three minutes, you'll you'll feel like you're on edge. Well, that may be anxiety talking as well, but uh... that's not anxiety. It's that dangerous. Like you're literally sitting and you feel fine. <laughs> But then somebody will come up to you and just tap you on your shoulder and be like, yo, give me some money. Yo, I'm hungry. Yo, yo, man. You got to give me some fucking money, man. I'm dying. Like, they'll just do that to you, like, literally in two, three minutes while you're sitting on the train. It has nothing to do with anxiety. It's just the way it is. Um, Mm -hmm. And then on the streets, sometimes people follow you. Uh, People will just follow you for no reason. Either they'll try to just they do it for kicks sometimes it's it's just the way it is yeah uh you're making me think hmm maybe i won't be mis- visiting america at all no 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 it's still fun it's still fun but this is how it is it, mm. it is that kind of um, there is that kind of danger element to it but you just kind of get used to it and when you have those moments you get on edge purposely because you know that you need to keep space or distance from this situation to, to resume having a good day kind of thing. I suppose even for Australia, there's always an element of caution, especially when going out. Yeah, caution. But uh, not to that level, at least not personally. Mm. Yeah, New York is... Well, New York, it really depends on what neighborhood you're in. Kind of like if you're in a shitty neighborhood, that'll be happening very often. If you're in a safe and very popular and, ri- and rich neighborhood, it won't be happening at all. Which leads us to something in Japan with neighborhoods. A bad neighborhood in Japan is not because it's dangerous, but because it's out of reach and just kind of far away from everything and has bad stores. Yeah. I think, right? <laughs> oh, the only other... It's like there does tend to be a bit of a shift as well when you get to uh, places that have more social housing. Mm-hmm. I... It... Between, because I have uh, been to some schools where the, a lot of the kids have come from social housing, and you can see a bit of the difference. I, What's the difference? Oh, I suppose it's almost like they've got a chip on their shoulder about something. 
Mm. Not certainly not all of them. Most of them are pretty much exactly the same as from any other school. But mm-hmm. there's just like that slight roughness around the edges, like maybe a tight well, by Japanese uh standards, mm-hmm. just a tiny bit abrasive. More abrasive, more aggressive. Oh, not ag- yeah. not aggressive, uh, but just edgy, more outspoken, something like that. Yeah, but even then, in some regards, like that can be a bit nicer because it's uh, some of them maybe a bit more uh, willing to stand out as well. Yeah. So it, it's one of those things. Like, sure, that might be the general area, but ultimately, mm-hmm. it, it's always the individual. Mm, speaking of like neighborhoods, I find that there's this architectural layout that all the time. Japan does this all the time. Uh, when you get out of a station, what is surrounding the station is it will basically tell you what the station, how good the station is. Basically, the minute you get off at a station, that's where all the shops and malls and restaurants are. If you walk out of that five minute radius, all of a sudden it's only it's only housing, it's only apartments. That can depend on which direction you walk as well. Mm-hmm. So for one of the stations I go to frequently, when I get off, uh, I just, like, within a minute, there's, uh, the stores are gone. Always a combini. Oh, yeah. The stores are gone, and uh, it's pretty much down to residential. But if you mm-hmm. head the other direction, you can head all the way. Uh, so maybe it's around a half hour to 45-minute walk, and you'll get to the bay. It will be uh, probably around, yeah, most of the way it will be uh, stores. I have never found that to be, like, I've never found that to be the case where, like, you get off at a station and you walk a distance of 10 to 30 minutes to reach a shopping district. I've never come across that. Well, this is just an ongoing one. But generally speaking, what I've noticed with uh, train. I suppose you can say there's at least uh, three, maybe four types of uh, train stations. Mm. So you've got the big ones where essentially a Shinkansen will stop, one of the bullet trains. Those are huge. They're pretty much, you can pretty much guarantee there is going to be a a shopping mall of some description there. There's going to be uh, restaurants as well. There tends to be... Uh, Probably your Uniqlo and GU and Starbucks's. Yeah, but with uh, the restaurants, there tends to be uh, basement restaurants and like top or second to top floor restaurants. Which is something we have in our station. Yeah, uh, it's very common. I've seen it in a Mm -hmm. lot of uh, Shinkansen stations. Mm -hmm. So usually, uh, at least with Shinkansen ones, the top floor uh, restaurants tend to be a bit more pricey. But if you're after something quick and then you're going to be on your way, go down to the basement. You'll find something cheap there. So that's a. But certainly... it's always by the station, and I find like the oh, only no, these, time... these are pretty much in the station. Like uh, yeah, they, they are the station the itself usually. But this, yeah. so this is Shinkansen buildings. Like you're going to see a lot of traffic going well, through. Well, even this our story. train station, our train station on top of it is this mall. Well, that's where the second type, I would call it, comes in. You've got the... uh, I would describe them as hubs. Basically, they are the train stations that the express trains will stop at. 
So again, they tend to see a lot more traffic going through because maybe there's multiple lines connecting at them. Uh, there's going to be just a lot more people going through them, but they tend to be, again, a, more than a few of them will have the uh, shopping malls on top, but they'll also, because they're going to be more uh, lively areas because of the traffic going through those areas, uh, you're going to see more going on. So even in our area, and a lot of these mm -hmm. hub stations will be the same. They'll have a lot more uh, like restaurants and shopping mm -hmm readily available around the station it's just because there's going to be more people coming through so it makes sense that that's where you'd have your stores yeah the hub stations always tend to have a mall and the bigger stores like starbucks like uh uniqlo or yodobashi but mm. even when it's not a hubs uh, hub train station stop so a hub train station stop is usually as cameron said when the express train stops there but local train stops too so a lot of all the sub assignments i've done all the time i've been there i i make it a habit to check out the neighborhood a little bit mm. and it's not very fun because if you leave the five minute radius or so uh, radius within the uh train station there's literally no more stores. It's just all residential, and it's just so. A generally spaces. speaking, you'll just find a park, maybe. So a generally speaking, what you'll find with uh, this third type, which is essentially, uh, it's the local train station stop, which, yeah. uh, I its only purpose is to service the needs of the local residents, and that's it. Mm -hmm. It's not there to bring people in from out side of the area maybe you'll have a fancy restaurant somewhere which will get popular and there will uh other people come into the area to have a look but even then mm -hmm. it'll probably be just the people from the uh the next ward over going oh this place looks interesting let's go check it out so they don't there's not going to be as much of interest going on with them just because it mm -hmm. it really is just the the regular boring old life mm -hmm. that regardless of where you are in the world that people, I, I guess the only thing is like, I, I'm looking for, I want to get off at a local stop and I want to see a mom and pop shop that I wouldn't find anywhere else. But instead what I'm seeing is every single local train stop I get off at, it's the same formula. There's at least a fa family Mart, seven 11 Lawson's or new days around and then maybe uh, somewhere close by, there'll be like possibly a McDonald's or possibly a Starbucks if you're lucky and possibly a Lotteria. You'll see Lotteria pr pretty frequently. And then once in a while, you might see a bakery. And the bakeries are maybe the closest thing to being a mom and pop shop because it'll be a bakery that you can't find anywhere else. But that's it. And then finding uh, a mom and, and pop shop And to be honest about difficult. all bakeries in Japan... So far, I uh, they just don't hit the spot. They, I suppose, like okay. So anyone uh, who's aware what aware of what a uh, an Australian country style bakery is, I they're some of the best you can get. Mm. Uh, it's because like it's just old fashioned how they well, do it. Like well, Japanese bakeries compared to like Western style bakeries. Come on, big difference. Yeah, huge difference, and I just wish I could get a loaf of bread that didn't mm -hmm. taste sweet. 
That being well, said, I will say the uh, they're the still fine. Line. They have their own style, right? It's just a different style. It's a much lighter, fluffier. Yeah, it's more to the point that refined. I I wouldn't say it's refined. I just call it no refined. I mean like white bread. I mean like refined as in like refined grains. Not okay. Uh, coming from the in... point of view of someone who will only have white bread as a last resource. Here and we only eat white bread. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's sad. The yeah. unfortunate thing, like there's some nice, uh, I wouldn't exactly call them like they're brownish breads, but uh, like there's- Oh, a the little, walnut breads are good. The, walnut the bread brown walnut white. breads are pretty good. The problem is you can still taste all the sugar they're throwing into it. It's mm. not as bad as some of the other stuff, but you can still taste it. The only, So the only time this isn't the case with this- uh, you get off at the station, you're like at a kind of hub where all your kombinis and restaurants and stores are. The only time this isn't the case is when you're like in Tokyo. In Tokyo, you'll get off at a station and you can walk for blocks on end and keep seeing stores and stores and stores. But when you're kind of like, I guess, more local, local areas in Yokohama, in Kawasaki, general parts of tokyo not like main hub like not like main main areas like shibuya or shinjuku but you'll you'll start falling into this kind of trend of where the stores are only by the train station and then they like this continue uh, generally speaking if you go a little bit further you can find some stuff but at you're that point now. well at that point you also you're not looking at stores, especially for us as foreigners in Japan. Uh, mm. We, I suppose the case of we just don't have that local eye or that local knowledge of there's that, uh, these places you can go to that. Uh, Maybe I'm, you're right. I'm certain it's, they exist. They I probably just, do. A, don't know what I'm looking for and B, don't have anyone to ask. I think that's the thing. Maybe there are those super hidden gems, which we've tried doing in our own station, kind of. I still think that was the shopping district, but we went to that sushi restaurant. I think it was oh. definitely a local kind of spot. Yeah. Uh, but which... I still think it was within the shopping district area. Yeah, it was kind of maybe on the outer edges of it, but... Uh... But it was in within it, in my opinion, yeah. Well, if you look at it from the point of view of a continuous... Uh... Like because yeah, you keep seeing stores, yeah. yeah there, there's there's stores, stores continuing. There. It's stores continuing from the station train station, just climbing up a block for for a while. Well, th this kind of has uh, me thinking about uh, something that we've uh, commented on uh, at least privately to uh, to each other in the past is mm. the the sheer amount of bloody hairdressers. Oh yeah, in our area only. Only oh, like, our trains stop. There's like a salon, like one block away from the other salon. Sometimes they're right across each other. Or sometimes right they're right other. next to each other as well. Yeah, it's which like is... why? It's like competition right next to competition. Look, I suppose, or maybe this has got something to do with what we we're talking about with uh, with uh, people being, well, it being hub areas. But uh, Ares is I... big for salons. And yeah, it, there's too many. It's not I, necessary. It's like it's like, come on, you just need maybe no maximum four or five barbers. That being and said, though, uh, 
some of the, especially in terms of pricing and the services they offer, I it. Well, somebody has explained this to me. They said, oh, so they somebody has explained um, the reason why it's because the hairdressers and salons in our station, I don't want to say the name of our station right now, but um, they are contending to become um, kind of like bigger hairdressers in Tokyo. And so their starting point is our station. And it's kind of their testing grounds for them to get clients talking about them. Okay. Something like, something like that. So that's why there's so many. It's kind of how hairdressers get their big uh, start. If so they succeed in our station. Image. Yeah, it's like they're building their brand image and their uh, skill set. And if it, mm-hmm. if it's really high, high level then they get to go to tokyo and do it in tokyo which yeah, is when you, you know, look one at hour the, uh, well, essentially look at the uh prices of everything you're just like i think like on average like a, a cut is around three thousand to four thousand yen i've seen uh it just... yeah almost all of them are three thousand to four thousand yen i did i did one of them one time it is worth it, but then I went to I started doing well, QB because I, I I can't be bothered with that kind of. And baseball. for a point of comparison, uh, QB is uh like in total twelve uh, hundred, including and it's access. faster. Like, well, I it's, guess it depends on what kind yeah. of experience you want. So, well, QB the four thousand dollar experience does feel like a four thousand. The four thousand yen experience feels like a four thousand yen experience compared to QB. Look, I personally don't think I'll get uh, much value out of that considering my <laughs> you, hair situation. You probably won't, but like maybe you might. It, so there's the one I went to was called Kawasaki Brothers. And there's definitely like this cool, charming atmosphere and energy. It was a mother and son owned barbershop, but it had like a punk rock theme going on. Very odd with like a classic dark uh atmosphere it was really cool it was a very calm nice atmosphere the mirrors were great they give you like a massage you get to read manga before your your turn is up for your haircut oh, um, look, having uh, magazines there is kind of to be expected uh, from my point of view well yeah so but it, it all lends to like an ultimately nice ex- nicer experience and then they like shampoo and wash your hair before you get your hair cut. They cut your hair at the end. They'll like give you incense on your neck. Like they'll make sure your neck smells nice. They'll give you a little back massage and earlobe massage. I was going to say, like, this sounds more like a total beauty treatment instead of a... Uh... But this was a barber. This was a barber doing all this. I was surprised myself. It wasn't a salon. It was a barber. You, you get the whole thing, the whole shebang. Like, you get some sort of weird uh, shampoo treatment. You get some sort of mints and uh, aroma therapy shit going on. Uh, at you this get a point, massage I just want your them to uh, bring your pillow with a chocolate on it and say, like, here, you can take both the pillow and the chocolate. Why? Because <laughs> we're nicer than a hotel. So the point is, it, it, it may be worth it if you, you kind of want to get those additional things going on. But honestly, I switched over to QB because it's more time effective, more time efficient. But the only, you don't have to schedule anything. The only thing I'd say with QB is you no kind of have to learn to pick your time. 
because it does get busy it's popular let's just say you picked a saturday late morning early afternoon you're gonna be be waiting for a bit they're gonna be uh they're gonna be pretty busy they're they're a popular shop for a reason because you don't have to schedule your appointment Mm -hmm. you just come in there you print out a ticket and your cut is super fast like i think it's promised that your haircut's gonna be done in five minutes like no matter yeah. what hairstyle you ask for, they the, the only thing you know, I would say with that just you just need to remember that it's uh it's going to be a pretty oh uh not not basic but it's going to be uh simplified yeah it, because... it's a little bit more simplified they'll listen to you so I I usually go for like a medium fade and they always fuck it up. So I always have to like tell them, look, you you didn't cut my fade like short enough. Like I want it shorter on the sides, and it, it always comes out differently. It really depends how they're understanding my Japanese. Sometimes they're like, "This is as short as I can make it." Other times they understand exactly well, what I'm saying. I think your bigger issue maybe is that they uh, it might necessarily be a normal uh, haircut here in Japan. So the idea a lot of, of people it... get medium fades. I think in Japan, it's a pretty common haircut. Uh, I haven't seen any actually hmm. I, I, would I don't know the gym with, uh, I go to there's another guy who has a medium fade I, I thought it was pretty common I've just seen to all the students I've seen and even the teachers oh, like... students not that often students yeah but teachers sometimes yeah I, I don't know I don't know maybe you're I right. don't recall any but any in my school but uh that is just one school yeah, so maybe it, you're right. Maybe, it might maybe be they're that... like kind of not getting it. They're like, what exactly is a medium fade? Yeah, it might be a case of uh well do it if when more kids go, I want this person's haircut and just bring a picture of them in. Mm, I mean I showed them a photo of myself like with the haircut before, but maybe it's not like a perfect kind of shot. It's kind of with other people in the photo. So they're like, What well Okay. Yeah, uh, if it's one of those things. If you had a uh, photo you'd taken specifically just to show For the what a proper fade was like, yeah, I don't and, have that. And take it from a few different angles just to fill in the extra information. Then speaking uh, of haircuts like that, um, girls love doing that. They love um, this weird. I don't know if you pay attention to like how some girls share social media photos and stuff. But their favorite thing is to show the back of their hair and to show either how perfectly straight it is or how perfectly wavy it is. And it's always you just see like the back of the hair. So you never see their face or their cheek, no skin, nothing, just the back of the hair. I have not noticed any of this because (laughs) I personally have almost no social media presence. Oh, this was like in real life. I saw this in real life. Girls like sharing this kind of. Oh, I've stuff seen maybe uh, one or two. Uh, I suppose like photo ops going on in front of me, or like uh, mm. just people going, "Oh, the lighting outside's really nice at the moment. Let's go shoot some photos quickly." Yeah, I remember. Uh, I think we we're in uh, might have been Akihabara or uh, Shinjuku at the time, and. There was uh, something to this effect going on right in front of us. Like, okay, yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> I don't know. That covers a lot. Uh, I, th- I think that's probably a, a cut for today. All right. Uh, 
call it there. Call it there. All right. Thanks, Cameron. All right. Thank you, Alex. All right. Bye, guys. Catch See you next up. time.